1: Welcome back to Podside, everyone, and uh, this, of course, is Carlo. Uh, today, I'm joined by Sean M. Thompson, uh, returning to talk about uh, Sean. Uh, clear, clear me up here. It's a, it was a '92 novel, right? Um, the Cipher.
0: Oh, I mean, I know it's. You're putting me on the spot. I know it's from oh, the no. '90s, <laughs> and I know it's Kathy Koja. I don't know the exact year, '92 or '93, but it. I'm gonna I yeah, I'm, I'm, could uh, be '96. I don't really know. '91 actually. Okay, oh, sorry. '91. Okay, so early yeah. '90s.
1: Um and uh and and I'll tell you this. Um, um, when did let me let me ask you this? When did you first read this?
0: Well, I got onto the uh, the bandwagon sort of late. Um, mm-hmm. I did the audiobook book of uh, the cipher. In 20, let's see, maybe late 2020, early 2021, Mm -hmm. around that time. And it just, I don't know, it has this power. I don't know if you've uh, felt this way, but it has this way of sucking you in with a very simple, simple premise. Well, I mean, it's uh, the the book itself could be a metaphor for the fun hole, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You, you weird, uh, like, so. Let me let me let me say this. I picked this up uh probably at my uh, my local uh comic book shop was very strange in the sense that maybe not very strange, but I think it uh because one of my buddies worked there uh and was we were all sort of on that sort of uh vampire the masquerade kick, you know? Yeah. Uh, all that white wolf stuff and honestly white wolf really opened up a lot of doors uh for me at least i i would i i don't know if it's as as uh broad as i'd like to think it is but i do know that for me like white wolf just existing opened a lot of doors for me regarding you know what what horror was looking like in the 90s right and i remember picking up the cipher um like poppy z bright and keth kathy or kathy koja um were too early uh yeah sorry just give me one sec i gotta shut
0: my heat off um no you're good sorry i forgot correct correct did you get it okay thank you uh it's always something
1: So <laughs> Yeah, it it's all good, man. It happens. Sorry about that. So uh, no, it's all good, man. Um, it's just it's
0: we we live in a ranch style. So when the heat turns on, it's like it's this floor.
1: <laughs> well, you know, here you have it, folks. Podcast
0: Verite. Uh um Yes, this is all the behind the scenes stuff that you get to hear. Yeah, the fun you, 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 Oh my get, god, my is gonna turn
1: on. You're gonna see the magic now, uh that that we hide from you. Um but yeah, uh it, it's it's weird because um that those two books and, and I'll say this. Um I think I read Lost Souls before I read this one or tried to read this one. Okay and um and something about just the awful griminess of this book, I I I I put it aside and I never went back to it. And then like the cipher uh, sort of disappeared. Like, you couldn't find it f- unless you you looked
0: for, like, used copies or whatever for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what it sounds like it was like. I mean, I have a different experience because I didn't – I mean, maybe starting five years ago, I, I heard people talking about how great the novel was. Mm-hmm. Um, but admittedly, I'm a contrarian, so <laughs> there were years of like, oh, other people like it, so I probably won't like it. Uh, and then finally, I stopped being a stubborn piece of shit and was like, "All right, I'll try the audiobook."
1: And then, <laughs>
0: like two days later, I had listened to an eight-hour or eight and a half-hour uh, audiobook, and I was like, "All right, fine, it's good." <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, I mean, uh, so
1: I do, I do sort of, um, I, I wonder about that sometimes because an audiobook will help push me through an initial like uh, resistance to something. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's fine. I mean, that, that's neither here nor there. It's just right, simply right. sometimes it, I I wonder about it because sometimes it's like, is it really, you know, am I engaging with the text the right way or what? You know, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way, but, you know, something that'll stick with me. Uh, I did. I did pick up the ebook, which um, is uh, it, it's, it's actually, it came out, uh, rather recently, I think last year, or the year before in ebook format, which hopefully will, um, you
0: know, get it. It does it make it there. a little easier, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of instant, um,
1: yes, yeah, delivery. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and you can, it, it improves the share,
0: shareability. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Though, like, it just makes it you, easier. Like, you know, if you're say like, you know, over the holidays, I was traveling it's a lot easier to just go. Oh, I got this ebook instead of like, how much space do I have in my backpack for the flight? And yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I I always um am very um on the ebook versus physical media side of things. I'm always very conscious of the fact that you know when I left you know, Puerto Rico, I had to basically leave an entire library just sitting there. Hopefully, you know, tried. I tried giving the books away. There, there was nobody nearby that wanted them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I came to rely a lot uh, on, on my e-reader and uh, you know, I still also, I, I do like the physical media because it helps me focus on like, okay, I got to, I got to read this thing and it's got to, a physicality and
0: a artifact. Yeah, nature Yeah, no, I mean, I it. do like, I like physical as well. I'm just saying, yeah. as you stated, yeah, like with the ebook of it now being available, it opens up a lot of doors that mm-hmm. maybe less people would have read it because it would have been slightly harder to find. I mean, right now I think it's still in print, so it's not that hard to find.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, the, so I, I, I don't know. I guess I was just a, a big baby <laughs> back in, you know, when I picked It's very grimy. It I mean, that's sort it of is, what it I is very grimy, love yeah.
0: about it, is from page one. It's just like these sort of, they're sort of terrible people. Yes. And yet you find yourself like engaging with them in a way that, I mean, first of all, I don't think if you knew these people in real life, you'd like them that much, but no, <laughs> no. they're just sort of like the worst people.
1: Well, I think that um so so the the basic premise is, you know, it's it's very simple. Uh uh the protagonist, uh Nicholas, uh lives in a shitty apartment and I forget if it's, if it's down the hall or 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 just below him there's an empty uh like storage area that seems to have a hole in the floor. And it doesn't lead anywhere. So they look at it, and it's black. Like I believe the 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 description is it's living black. And they do some like he's got a friend slash sometimes hookup called Nakota. Yeah, uh,
0: who very is very heroin also, chic from her description. Very much like so. Super yes. skinny. Very angry. Constantly chain smoking. They're both constantly oh, yeah. chain smoking apparently. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're just like I I think it really captures a a a feeling of when you were like in that that period of time in your life, right? That sort of Oh, early it definitely 20s, captures that
0: sort of like
1: early 20s early to mid
0: 20s, yeah. Just like just the unmoored, world is terrible and I'm very poor and
1: yeah, right. you're you're just sort of like set out into the world on your own and you got to figure it out or something. It's also
0: early enough that you're just putting all sorts of shit in your body and not really thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and um so I I think that uh part of like uh, obviously they 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 try some experiments about like it's they feel like it's a weird supernatural thing, but yeah, you know, Nikoda, like, experiments a
0: little bit. I mean, I, uh, I love the fact bugs. that they call it the fun hole, and it's just a butthole joke.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like they
0: find, like, this terrifying, like, awe-inspiring, sort of, like, reality-shattering mini black hole, and the first thing they think of is, like, oh, it's like a butthole.
1: Well, yeah. It's Goatsy before Goatsy existed, right? Right, yeah. but It's, it's that cosmic sort of, I mean, goat-sy. it does
0: capture also the, like, kind of – The like smarmy vibe of the nineties of just like, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, like that like disaffected
0: um, youth type stuff.
1: Yeah. Like that, uh, that, that feeling of like, well, you know, I'm going to be just as mean right back at the world. So fuck it, you know, and you, you don't take anything too seriously because you're at that moment where if you were to express, like you're at that moment in your life where, uh, if you're in dire straits as Nicholas, and Nikoda are, as well as, um, Ray and, and the other uh, people that end up there, um,
0: sorry, give me one sec. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I'm still, uh, attached, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I can hear okay. you. Okay. Let me just make sure everything's still, God damn it. I- That's why I hate when she comes in, cause she does this every time. Okay, says I'm still recording. Yeah, all right, we're good. Cool. Uh, okay, I guess that was a a cat interference. Yes, my for the listeners who obviously can't see my setup, I have a um, my mic on the table. Cord leads to a little USB box, which is apparently now on the floor, but good for it because it apparently stayed plugged in. And then that <laughs> leads to my laptop to cut out interference. The problem with that is that. It's very easy for my cat to just run through it and knock the whole setup down. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry. You're no, just getting all of the behind the scenes. You're getting the, the it, heater all, debacle. You're getting the mic drop. It's, it's all good. This is where the magic happens. Indeed. Um,
1: but, um, but yeah, like, so I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, they, they decide you decide in your early twenties that the world is mean to you. So yeah. fuck it. You're going to be mean right back. And you, you take this weird, uh, very, uh, disaffected irony view of things because if you were to allow yourself a moment of sort of uh, sincerity to even yourself, you, you might just curl up and die just because everything is coming at you so fast. And also and, everything
0: is like, you know, it's early days of like career prospects and early yeah. days of um, cohabitation or just habitation, you know, like finding, for finding instance, this guy obviously had to find the crappiest apartment he could afford. And that's part of well, the reason he found the fun hall, because it's in this just really seedy apartment complex that's got graffiti on the walls, and no one's going to bother to explore too much.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's 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 also set in Detroit, because I believe Koja is from Detroit herself. So Is it Detroit? I wasn't sure
0: if it was Minneapolis or Detroit. It,
1: I mean... I I, honestly, it could be both. Uh, I I don't imagine. She does a good job of also
0: making it like in every city, you know, like, you know, there's snow and that it's grimy at parts, but that's about all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could have been upstate New York
1: for all I I know, too. Um, Like one of those smaller towns that's just just fallen. I suppose. Yeah. It could have been something like Buffalo. Yeah. Um, But anyway, you know, so. uh, you know one thing leads to another. Uh, Nakoda is uh just apparently has some sort of weird death wish, too. Um, so she wants to like actually cl- climb head first into the fun hole
0: to find out what would happen then. Well, I think the oh. interesting thing is since I mean, first of all, um, we're from Nicholas's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, he says, you know, Nakota just wants to climb into it, but he admits he sort of wants to, too. He just has more willpower and more kind of um, just more like wherewithal to realize like, okay, this is a weird supernatural black hole type of thing. So it's probably trying to lure me into it. Whereas right. Nikoda just seems like, oh, cool. I should hop in.
1: Yeah. Well, and and before that, like they, they do the, the little experiments with like the bugs and the yeah. mouse and, uh, and basically like the bugs just with, by coming near, enough to the edge of the uh, fun hole uh, sort of like mutate. uh, And then they dangle a mouse in there and it just like basically, I don't know. I don't even remember. It just sort of like explodes and they're left with a misshapen head. Just nothing (laughs) good happens
0: to a living thing. No.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, and then that's where they get the idea that they're going to like stick a camera down into the fun hole and,
0: and sort of record. Right. Yeah, which is and, an interesting conceit too, because this is um what did you say? This was ninety-one? Yeah. So this is mm-hmm. like very early, like almost found footage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because in and the funny thing is that um did you ever see the uh, I haven't read uh the Visible Filth, but I did see
0: uh the the movie The Hulu on Hulu. Uh, yeah, I saw the film and I read the um I actually I, not, I read it when it was The Visible Filth. I talked to Nathan Ballinger and he was kind enough to give me a, an audiobook version he had uh, performed. Um, oh, interesting. Free of charge, which was like, mm-hmm. wow. So big ups to him. Um, and then later on, I listened to the audiobook when it became Wounds and then I watched the film Wounds. So. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, it's funny because uh, – and I don't know if that's part of the, uh, the, the book itself – but I do remember thinking to myself, "Oh, the weird like video that they see online in in the movie, where it's like this weird hole, like you're, they're just descending through a hole." It's immediately came to mind when you know they put they they're watching they they record the interior of the fun hole and they're just like mesmerized. Like it is uh, a similar type of
0: a thing, yeah.
1: I mean, it, no, no, I, I don't think that it's used
0: uh, in the same way. It's not,
1: you know, obviously. No,
0: no, it's not. I don't mean it's, um, they're, they're different things. I mean, yeah. he might've been inspired by it, but it, it's definitely, by the time he wrote it too, there was so much found footage stuff that it's like, I, I guess what I'm bringing up with the cipher is it was so early on mm-hmm. to yeah. be yeah. having that type of a device in your novel.
1: Well yeah and and that's the the funny thing it's i would say uh, you know what let me let me take a look here because that's also like um i'm thinking about uh Ringu and it's even prior
0: to Ringu so uh yeah, yeah like pretty it, sure it's pre Blair Witch cuz Blair Witch was what like 90 uh it's, i want to say mid 90s let me see here. yeah Blair i Witch can Project. never remember
1: um the Blair Witch, yeah, ninety
0: nine, the first oh, it was one was later. Okay, it was, it's yeah. always later than I remember.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's wild because um, Blair Witch was a, a huge success for you know like a such a modest film, uh, and f- with a, a a very horror conceit, right? Like the the cursed media <laughs> type of thing, and or just the 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 found footage as well. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like so the. The funny thing about the cipher is that, you know, the the videotape itself of the interior of the funhole becomes like almost an artifact unto itself uh, that then sort of attracts all these weirdos uh, that, that flock around Nakoda, who she's not exactly the most. Um, let's say that she is definitely interested in self-destruction <laughs> as well as just general outward destruction as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's definitely a force of nature. Um I guess they're he's a, a a poet, he's a very self-deprecating, self-loathing person in general, but he is a poet. And they do go to art shows, so I think she might be an artist. I don't remember well, actually.
1: Well, no, no she's uh, so yeah, they're they're like um tangential to at least one or two different art scenes. Um and and part, I think that uh, Nakota, uh, it it just goes a little bit uh, bonkers once Nakota gets uh, her ex, um, I guess ex hookup ex boyfriend. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it's not really spelled out, but they were together for a while. Uh, Malcolm and he's got his own little groupies, and yeah, once Malcolm and his little groupies show up on the scene uh it just this
0: just completely goes off the rails
1: like, it does because uh,
0: you know it, it's it's interesting the setup of the book too cuz you start um pretty much with just uh Nicholas and Dakota it's interesting too i just realized that the names are so similar mm-hmm, yeah it's like the male and female equivalent of nicholas right um, right but and so they've sort of got it contained but Nakota's sort of hinting like I I kind of want to show it to other people and he's like we can't show it to other people like no we can't do this and then of course she immediately shows it the tape I think to other people and then suddenly it's like just tons of people start showing up and then as the novel goes more and more people arrive <laughs> it's it's so it's so wild because yeah
1: it's exactly that but because it's first it's um it's Ray who is a, another artist that is like working on uh like a like a sculptor uh, a sculptor who works on like I guess like discarded car parts and stuff. Yeah, like, that. like he's a welder type sculptor. Yeah, and then his girlfriend, which shit, I forget if it was uh, uh was it Valerie? Uh, I can't. Admittedly, I can't remember. It's fine. Um, in any case, the you know, like sh- she's the only voice of reason, <laughs> honestly, and Ray is is second a secondary voice of reason because once things get really weird, he starts like backing away, and I, I think that the the tension, um, especially once Malcolm comes on the scene, uh, really ramps up because then it becomes and and I think I mentioned this before, like I, I made a note of it that Koja is able to really fucking capture the one thing that I do not miss for one minute, which is that feeling of being in the middle of a gr- different groups of people. And you have at least two different people that are sort of tr- wrangling for control of the entire group.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh God, that that's is such, an such early to mid-20s thing too.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yes. Like I don't know if anyone Like a group of six
0: people and then two of them want to vie for like the lead mm-hmm. position. Like there shouldn't even mean, be a de facto leader anyway in a group of friends. Right. Well, I mean it's it's also
1: uh it's also when there's two uh, sort of like a a a Venn diagram of groups, right? Where they've met for, let's go out and have drinks. I had this happen to me and it, I didn't, after a while I was like, oh, that's why I don't go out anymore. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I spent the rest of the night just like, like there were two people that were just like. Oh, Did you have to go to different corners this-
0: with each of them? Like they're in a boxing match?
1: Not, it wasn't that bad, but it was just simply like, no one could could decide, like no one could be like, you know what? No, let's just go to the one place. No, we got to go to the one place and then you go to the next place. And because no one wants to, like, in my, in my situation it was that I think uh, neither person wanted to be viewed as the bad guy yeah uh then you end up like being sort of like oh well you spend 15 minutes here and you spend another 20 minutes in the other place and then finally you go to the place that you actually did want but by the time that happens, you are so sick of everyone that it's like bye I gotta go home right. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> So anyway, you yeah, it's just like one of those things
0: that it it, it really captured it and it I was I think like for v- me it also captures the I've had this phenomenon, and it was mainly in my early to mid twenties. That's sort of like we're a group, and then we got drunk, and then one of us <laughs> had a really bad idea, and now we're like trying to walk it back. Like, don't, maybe don't do that. And then yeah. just one person, like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna jump from roof to roof, or I don't know, just pick something stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna drunk drive down to Taco Bell, and you're like, don't. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then you
1: spend like the rest of the night is ruined
0: because you got to talk. Right, because suddenly you're wrangling, and this is like that times a thousand. Because it's like you have a weird supernatural force you don't even know what it does.
1: Right, and then it it sort of attracts like a certain type of person too, which is like I think that that's the the common thread here that the like anyone who watches the funhole tape who is it feels like if they're a little bit off, it really resonates with them. Yeah. And and then that sort of that sort of attraction is what pulls them into the orbit of the actual place. And then that that in and of itself is a bad idea. I mean not long before not long before any of this other stuff happens, uh Nakota, you know, like we'd mentioned uh decides that she wants to like jump into the hole head first or something. And Nicholas like uh catches her, tackles her. Uh and when he comes to he realizes that one of his arms has ended up, you know, like in the hole. arm. Yeah, like armpit deep in the hole. And he pulls it out and he's now has a mini fun hole in the center of his hand. Uh which is just gross and slimy
0: and goopy, I mean what's uh, great about the novel is it's very Kafka s but then at the same time it's got like just like splatterpunk like borderline splatterpunk, just like gore type stuff mm-hmm. going on, so it's just like heavy surrealism, heavy absurdism, and then just like just grimy griminess, yeah, and like god i I could not like
1: i I felt for him because um does it keep a, growing too? Yeah, it keeps on getting wider. Um, but but early on, there's a there's a scene where uh he's he's continually because it keeps on weeping this like goo. Oh right, yeah. And he keeps on putting bandages and bandages and gauze and like you know. Uh, And then he runs out of gauze and, you know, like he loses his job. So then he's got to figure out how, you know, how he's going to continue doing that and blah, blah, blah. And, and, but one of the scenes that really struck me was when he's like run out of like the regular tape that he uses. And he's like, yeah, could we use electrical tape? And then the clincher was, I don't have any scissors. I need nail clip. Could you bring me the nail clippers? Because that is something that I have done. Yeah. (laughs) because you don't have enough money to buy fucking
0: scissors like special scissors just to cut the little tape. Oh, I've definitely it's, been there where I haven't had enough money to afford more band-aids and I'm like, "Well, we have duct tape, so problem God. solved."
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it it really captures that and it's 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 those moments where it's it it it's sad, but it's also
0: like really like darkly, darkly funny. funny.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, especially it, in this novel where it's like I'm running out of things to put over the mini black hole in <laughs> that my hand. Has sprouted in my hand. That's yeah. sprouted in my hand. That's starting to itch really badly.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I just can't imagine. Like because he wakes up uh, in several instances, and he wakes up and like there's just like goo that's sort of like hardened over his arm and stuff. And you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like. Uh, I, I don't even want to imagine what his bed must have looked like. Uh must have been really know.
0: grimy. I mean, just I think gross. one of the things I love, too, um, I know I'm hopping around a little bit, but the, the relationship between Nicholas and Dakota, and the fact that they're on again, off again, adds just, like, this more, like, delicious tension of, like, like, they do have sex again at one point in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple times, don't they?
1: Yeah, uh, several times. I mean,
0: uh, and and a lot of it's a blumpkin. I do have to bring that up anytime I discuss this book because (laughs) I'm like, this is the only book that's had a blumpkin.
1: Yeah, or at least the only
0: horror book. Apologies, might you probably hear my girlfriend laughing in the background? Come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it is it is true because I think it it really adds to like the griminess and just like the sort of fucked
0: upness of their relationship. Um, I mean, and, it's a, it's a, it's a deeply funny scene, but it's also so disgusting. If you actually even think about it for like, like Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time sure. they make love, it's really disgusting.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and part of it is, I think that the the thing that really struck me uh, as, Oh, they're in like a horribly unhealthy relationship. Oh, they're in the most
0: toxic all. relationship. Yeah. Like the um, whole thing is like toxicity. Yeah. Um, and like the whole she, thing is like, they talk to each other just like just total assholes. Like, Hey, you're a stupid bitch. It's like, Hey, you're a dickless fuckwad. Like that's how they talk to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that she will have sex with him, you know, only. It seems like basically to stay to around the fun,
0: the fun hole. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And only as it relates to either giving into an idea that she had about the fun hole or, you know, getting closer to the fun hole, you know, that type of thing. And it's, it's just like, I, I I I was just aghast and ad, just admiring Koja's, um talent in capturing just how fucked up people can be.
0: I mean, uh, when, even Nicholas, like, who's your? I don't think there's any heroes in this book, but oh no, he's no. probably. Well, I don't even think he is the closest to one because there are other I, pro, I don't know, other, secondary characters are the I would say trying I trying to Ray be is, the real heroes. Yeah,
1: I would say Ray and his girlfriend are probably more along the lines of what you would expect. But since come. he's your
0: narrator, he is your sort of um default uh you know, he's your POV character. But he is just like the the saddest sack of shit and becoming like the biggest he's an alcoholic, clearly mm-hmm. by at yep. the beginning of the book. And that does not get better as the book goes, and he grows a mini black hole in his hand. Right, right. Well, I, I always, um, like, the thing
1: that struck me about Nicholas is that he, he himself uh, is, is a bit of a void. He doesn't have any backbone either. You know? No. And,
0: and that— um, I probably relate to him maybe a little too much than is healthy, but I just, I, <laughs> well, I'm like, well, I've been there. <laughs> Well yeah, no, no, I know maybe not the mean, black hole part but yes.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> one would hope. Uh, but but I do think that yeah, I think you're right in the sense that you can you can sort of relate because I feel like um everyone's been, you know, at one point or another, you've been at that point where you you really don't want to make any decisive action. You don't really want to change anything, even though you really need to. Uh, You don't want to do anything that would upset like this weird equilibrium, which is, you know, like- This very
0: delicate balance, which is totally unhealthy and disgusting, (gasps) yes. Right,
1: right. And, And because you're not sure what, you know, if you were to change things, would that be for the better? And I feel like that sort of almost- Uh, choice paralysis that Nicholas seems to exude is really well captured, you know, like this idea that uh, he doesn't want to get too far away from the because, you know, they, they hook up every once in a while. Yeah. And and at the very least that's pleasurable. The rest of his life is a bunch
0: of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting in that um, obviously the fun hole is the like main horror element, but there is some sort of social horror going on in terms of just like watching a man slowly, kind of dissolve in real time. It's like he's an alcoholic who then loses his job, who has this really toxic relationship with this woman that clearly doesn't like him, and he lives in this awful, awful apartment.
1: Yeah, the, the, I mean, it's the type of place that would actually breed almost naturally a fun hole, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But but then uh, and so when he loses his job, then he basically becomes uh, he he sort of leans into this idea of being like a cult leader almost, right? Yeah, uh, and he he sort of shir- shirks any any responsibility onto everyone else that you know they've got to pay his rent now if they're going to hang out there. Which you know, fair enough, he should have done that from the get go. But
0: um, yeah, but, I mean he's it's it's funny because he he every part of the novel works towards making him just like utterly trapped by this fun hole. So, you know, he, he starts getting more involved with Nakota, like, you know, physically. And that sort of like ties him to the fun hole. Cause she's trying to get to it and he loses a job. So he, he suddenly has nowhere to go, but he has a, an income stream from the fun hole. So everything starts to, I mean, even his body, is, has been affected by the fun hole, so it mm-hmm. becomes this just sort of microcosm that's just entirely reliant upon this weird little fucked up. I keep calling it a black hole. I might not even. It's just like a living, living dead blackness.
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 the funny thing is that even the. Uh even like the the um secondary and tertiary representations of either the the fun hole, like the the video of the interior of the fun hall or um later on where uh Malcolm has a a almost screamingly hilarious uh uh shitty art project which is basically he just does these death masks but yeah. he's so self-serious and he thinks he's like the biggest artist, the biggest artiste in, in the entire scene, because he does these little death masks and he got, he's got these groupies and even the death mask, because it's a death mask of Nicholas, who's already had like the mini fun hole on him. That mask becomes like, uh, it's weird. It, 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 uh, adopts like these weird supernatural, um, at key moments will speak or yeah. will do things. And it's like, Okay, so basically it's, it's like a weird uh, thing that even the, simul- the simulacras of something connected to the funhole will have these weird properties about them.
0: Yeah, it's like, it like irradiates everything with this sort of weirdness and sometimes animates uh, inanimate objects.
1: Oh yeah, the, like Ray's uh, sculptures that he puts around there, and then they come to life. They come to I, life, yes. I, I could only think of like the uh, the awful sculptures that Lydia had in Beetlejuice. Yeah, I like, thought like, sort that. Sort of craw- <laughs> crawling around or
0: inchworming their way along and whatnot. Um, I mean, what I love about the novel too, for a horror novel, is it's so it's so not traditional for a horror novel. Like a traditional horror novel even if it had the same sort of a plot, would be we follow Nicholas as he moves into this place, as he discovers the fun hole. And then it's like maybe by the halfway point, you start getting into him and Dakota exploring and then other people. This is just like, I think the first line is like, we didn't know what the fun hole was or something to that effect.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I think it's, it's interesting because it also... Um it also captures, you know, that you, you. I'm sure that you've seen, like, all those comedy sketches where it's like, well, you know, you move into a haunted house and, you know, the ghost, the, the walls bleed or the ghosts, you know, yell, get out or whatever. And why don't you just leave? And you're like, yeah, like, Nicholas is very poor. He can't, def- like, this is the best he can get. Why would yeah. he leave? You know, he'd need to actually get a better job for him to be able to
0: even consider that. I mean, by it, the time- it does... I do like that. It's like, well, why would you stay? It's like, well, he'd be homeless otherwise. He's the poverty.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and and yeah, it's it, it,
0: and that lends it's, itself to the narrative though, because it's like you wouldn't be finding the fun hole. I don't think necessarily in like, you know, very ritzy condos or like in a maybe you could find it in a mansion, but that would be a, a whole different type of narrative.
1: your your gothic uh your gothic uh narrative suddenly uh grows like a weird mutating presence in it and slowly falls the the narrative starts falling apart towards the end
0: yeah but Um, i mean i just love that it's just so immediate and that's what i think part of the beauty of the book is it's just like hey there's this thing it's like a little death hole it's like blacker than black and that's your first page. It's not like mm-hmm. we're not building up to that. Like, this is like, okay, if you accept this, then this is the novel.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, it's, it's basically him and Dakota figuring out like, it's, oh, it's, we found it's not, this thing. Not, she doesn't go out of her way to, to be like, do you believe this? Does this seem plausible? It's like, well, you either believe it or you don't like, this is what it is.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also like, it's obvious it's, it's like the, the, the anti-world building, right? Where yeah, uh, in, yeah. in the sense that, like, obviously they both saw it. Why would you, you know, it, it's like the, the, the type of um, question that always pops into my head where, like, if, for instance, you're in a fantasy world where you know the gods are real well, why wouldn't you immediately <laughs> decide to, you know, like worship one or the other or whatever, you know, it's like, obviously they're real. So this is sort of follows the same logic. It's like, yeah, we both saw it. It's real. Yeah. I um, mean, don't
0: get me wrong. I do love the sort of like postmodern, like we're going to take a traditional horror thing and there's going to be a lot of questions about why is this real? Is this real? Could this be something else? But it is also nice when it's like, Hey, there's like a little black hole in this like abandoned shitty apartment. Anyway, moving yeah. on.
1: Right, right. I mean, the 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 hole itself is not in question. It's what they want to do about it and sort of like. Yeah, where
0: does it go? What properties does it have? What does it do? What would happen yeah. if you. And I do love the, you know, they sort of get into the scientific method of like what happens, but just in a really drunken, stupid way. Like, <laughs> right, what right. happens if well, we I mean, put bugs next to it and then like, yeah. what if I drop a a mouse into it or that was, that was sort of, um, it was
1: actually a joy to read that because once you realize, oh, she's just doing experiments, like she's a pro like Nakoda was approaching it very sort of like a, like you said, like a scientific method, not yeah, they're just very... like chain
0: smoking, drunken scientists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like but they do said, all not... the experiments, like during a party, basically. Yeah,
1: and and, and yeah, you know, it's to your point. Like, I don't think it's like anyone was jotting down like anything of interest. You know, they weren't like sitting there taking measurements. They were just like, "Oh, look, the mouse exploded, and look at this fucked up skull of the mouse that uh, survived." You know,
0: like, I mean, it's it's also great too because it it's like you have to be so fucked up to see this and just be like, "Cool, let's throw bugs in it." Like, it just doesn't even like your life is so fucked it doesn't even bother you. <laughs> well, I mean. I uh, I mean, doesn't jump in it, but it's also like they're already so deranged that they just yeah, I think a lot of normal people would see this and go, Oh, fuck that, I'm moving <laughs> right,
1: right, right, but I mean, you know they are sort of hemmed in by by the fact that they're all poor, yeah, that, yeah. you know
0: there's not much out there for them, well, I mean, uh, they of course could the- squat it I mean, I'm sure you could squat on Dakota's couch or whatever. Well, yeah, uh, you
1: you you then have to uh submit completely to you know whatever uh weirdness Nakoda is up to that's because true. that's the thing we don't we don't know where Nakota lives.
0: She just shows up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, she could be was, squatting um, on people's couches too. So there's no there, I don't yeah. I don't know if they I think they mention her place, but they don't really go there much.
1: No, no. I think the only place that they actually that Nicholas ends up going to is uh is Ray and I want to say it's Valerie's uh, apartment yeah, briefly. Yeah. Uh, and you hear that Nakoda just like uh, ran, rammed her car into Valerie's mom's house. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, because she had taken, was it, I forget Would she had taken the tape or she had um, prevented her from, Oh, she had locked up the, uh, the fun hole. Room. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. At Nicholas's urging, and Nakota, like, like he's in there locked in, like some sort of weird, um, uh, you know, like one of those uh, is it the, uh, is it the cenobites? Not the not the hell Hellraiser ones, like the actual ones, the monks that would get walled in. He's like in the funhole room, locked in. And uh, Valerie shows up
0: later, and she's like, Nakota's is crazy. She tried to ram my house." Like, right, but this is also while he's trapped in the room with the fucking fun hole.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and and he's already at that point. Like this is towards the, almost
1: towards yeah, the end, where he's still, realizing yeah. that that the the hole um, had receded slightly, but then it slowly uh oozing out the the stuff that it had been oozing out before, but now he's changing. Uh possibly as a result of the the uh liquid, also possibly as a result of being just right next to the fun hole all the time,
0: 24-7. Yeah, I mean we early on, early days in the novel, there's a great it's one of my favorite descriptions of it. And he, he's trying to like describe it. And he's having trouble and he says It was like a living thing. No, it wasn't. I mean, this is paraphrasing, so I don't have it in front of me, but it's like, no, it wasn't like a living thing. Actually, it was like a dead thing that was alive. It was like a process. Mm -hmm. And he describes it as like, it was like watching a process. And it's just like, it's such a, it's such an evocative description of this thing because you go from thinking it's like, well, is it like a black hole? But then it's like. Yeah, I guess it could be that if it's like a process and it's growing and shrinking and and leaking fluids. But it's like you never really learn what it is. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that that's to its credit. It's not trying to explain anything about it. Uh, It's just showing you, look, this is what happens. You know, like this is what happens to the people that that hang out too much around it. This is, you know, like they get all fucked up. They may change, you know, all that stuff. And it's it's just really interesting to me because it's it is really such a grimy book. But by the end, when uh you realize that Nicholas is just basically he's gonna stop being Nicholas at some point. Um and he's gonna become something else, uh it's almost like I uh, there's a sense of relief almost that he's going to, like it's gonna end for him for a bit, you know. Uh, and I guess that is sort of like death, right? In the sense that it, you know, it's yeah, that terrible card. I mean, I guess card. it could
0: be seen as like a, I, I, I should clarify, I don't think it's a metaphor for death. Or, I mean, I don't think it's a metaphor for depression or for death. Like, you could read in that, mm-hmm. but I think it really is just about the fun hole is the fun hole. Like, it does what it does. Mm-hmm. And it's more just like watching what it, what happens. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there is a sense of relief cuz he's been so stressed out about it and you're stressed out with him, you know, with good reason like hey, my hand is uh like growing a huge goopy hole. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and there there's even that
1: moment where the the hole has extended so that it's like basically his fingers look like they're just floating <laughs> uh sort of independently in the air and it's like ugh, god.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, by that point it's like it's almost like a relief when it's like, oh, well good. I mean, maybe it'll be over for him soon. <laughs> yeah, you're you're sort of like, yeah, wish it
1: was me, you know. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah, I, I'm not saying that it's 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 a metaphor for death, but it's it's like um you know, the, the whole it's idea like a type of death, death is yeah. Yeah, like like death as change more than anything else. Um uh but it's not, yeah, I think your point it's it's The novel shrugs off any attempts to sort of facile interpretations or anything of the sort. It's just simply, yeah, you just get to see it. And um, yeah, Koja does not try to explain it to you, does not try to hold your hand about it. It's kind of nice.
0: I mean, I do. That's, I think that's why it still resonates with people. And I mean, I'd like to, you know, briefly discuss. um, I mean, this came out in 91. Mm-hmm. So, what is that? Yeah. 2001, uh, 2011.
1: Uh, it's like 20 years, something like that. 30 years, right? 30 years. 30 yeah. years. Yeah. You're so, right. this is
0: a 30 year old book. And it's like, it almost seems like it's more popular than ever now. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I mean, obviously there are books like that, but I am hard pressed to think of one, I don't know, that just like keeps getting mentioned so much that isn't one of the big ones, you know, like Dracula or like friggin'. Frankenstein, or you know, something by King or Barker, right?
1: Well, I I think it it's also like we what we've been talking about, where the 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 central idea or conceit is just so strange, uh, and it it doesn't feel like it's a riff or building off of anything. I mean, I'm still just
0: amazed as a writer myself that someone was able to do a whole novel, like because like that's so intimidating and you're just like my plot is there's a hole (laughs) yeah and you're like okay cool i'm gonna write two three hundred pages of this and it's like oh my god how
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, and she figured it out yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and she's still going
0: strong too you know i just read uh, velocities um which i think was nominated for a shirley jackson i believe so yeah um which was great and it's it's you know it's it's just nice that like she's still going, but it's also great that it's like, yeah, you know, like it seems like once every couple of weeks I see someone randomly mentioning the cipher. At least in the circles I travel in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, I think it 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 also has uh, not only uh, like the it, it's it's an annoying tendency when you hear. The advice that, oh, you should make your, you know, try to try to strive to make your stories timeless. it's like,
0: I don't know if it ever works if you try it, but. No, I think it's like trying to do, it's like such a lightning in a bottle thing. It's like when you try to do say a sequel to something that did really well, it almost inevitably is never as good because once it was like this random confluence of factors that all kind of lined up at once. Um, And then you're just trying to redo that. Right. Well, I mean, I also think that, um, you know, uh, Koja
1: is definitely served by the fact that things like in the real world.
0: (laughs) I think it's it's that it's simultaneously very of a time, because one Mm -hmm. thing I also love about the book as a 90s kid is you're just like, oh, it's like 91. You remember video stores and Mm -hmm. chain smoking, (laughs) I guess. I don't know, Um, you know, or. VHS tapes and you know tape recorders and like all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but then at the same time the the plot is so deceptively simple that mm-hmm. it is very timeless. I don't think but the thing is I don't think she aimed to I think she just was like I have a good story, here's my good story. It's set now. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I think I think part of part of it is is that if If it is set in like Detroit, Detroit is even worse off than it was in 91, you know, and and then it becomes even more believable if you sort of uh, squint a little bit. I mean, urban decay is
0: not something that gets better necessarily.
1: Yeah. No, no. I mean, but I I think that uh, it, it has definitely accelerated in, you know, certain areas of the of the country yeah and yeah, you know definitely. koja koja living in detroit probably uh lets her sort of see that firsthand not that uh you know i'm saying this like she wrote this and sent it to the past or something but um but that's not the case i i'm just saying that i feel like it's one of those uh things that felt like the the situation and like part of the um, not the setting exactly, but the the anxieties that are not exactly part of, you know, like what they're, they're not explicit in the story are still there and we still see them now. Right. Because and, I mean,
0: at the heart of the novel, it's, um, you know, it gets in a economic fears, you know, like uh, I'm mm-hmm. so poor, how am I going to survive? Like I'm working a kind of, dredgy nine to five where i don't make enough money and that definitely didn't get any better yeah that's still a thing so poverty is obviously still a thing that will probably be a thing until the world is no longer inhabitable um yeah which probably isn't that far away sorry you can cut that (laughs) far out if you want um but and then um but then it's also i mean as someone who's lived in i lived uh outside of Boston for about 10 years. Um, And I -hmm. currently live in a city, but you know, Santa Fe is fairly nice. It has its parts, but it's fairly nice. But Boston where I lived in Malden, it definitely, there was some like, it's nicer now, but when we first moved there, there was definitely some spots where I could see a a fun hole being, let's put it that way. (laughs) Just springing up naturally. (laughs) I lived in an apartment that had mold like above the shower and like, because they just used regular paint, I guess, um mm. instead of like a paint designed for a bathroom. But like at that point in my life, it was just like, well, grab the bleach spray and then you take a shower. Right, right.
1: It becomes a thing you do.
0: It just becomes before- like, well, that's what you do. It's like you don't you don't think, how could I possibly change this? Cuz it's like, well, I can't change this immediately, so just live with it.
1: Well, and and, and much like the incremental uh it creep of mold, you know, slowly sort of Blackening a corner and slowly spreading, yeah. You, know, you, you sort of you spray a little bit and you take care of that, and you you, you can take care of like the small bits, yeah. But you don't think of like the big change because that's simply like it's too much. I, it's too much, yeah. I I I don't have money for that, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, it 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 really captures uh, being trapped like that, you know, or feeling like you're trapped like that. Uh, that narrowing of imagination, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I am uh, like I am super super stoked to recommend this to to other people that like grimy. I mean, I think that's stuff.
0: the the one really fun thing about this novels too is that like for all the people that know about it, there are still plenty of people that have no idea about it, and it's yeah. really fun. You know, if you talk to someone that's like, well, I liked, I don't know, I'm a casual horror fan, I liked. The Shining, and I've liked you know Paul Tremblay books recently, or I've I've liked this and that. You can be like, well, I've got this one novel. You might not like it; it's fairly grimy, (laughs) but it's incredible. Yeah, dude, you do you
1: uh, do you love hating the characters you're reading about in a grimy, gross, disgusting apartment? Like, boy, do I have a novel for you. Uh, yeah, it is. It is sort of like exactly that, and and I would probably recommend it with those caveats because you know,
0: obviously, there's definitely like it, a transgressive lit quality to it. Like I would say, people that like you know Irvine Welsh or Palinuk or some Brett Easton Ellis, um, you know, like like writers like that would be. Mm-hmm. Into, I mean, I would say you know modern kind of horror people. Similar to something, say Matthew M. Barlett might write, or Nathan Ballinger, who we've discussed a story from before. Right. Um, pe- like like writers like that that aren't afraid to be like, "Hey, here's this really grimy, like over the top thing," but I'm so good at writing that I don't care. Here it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's also like uh, the just the absolute mastery to make me read, you know, 200 something pages about people that I sort of ended up despising and still get
0: to the end. I mean, there is sort of a Seinfeld quality to it where it's like, or like an always sunny where it's like these people are objectively terrible. And yet I am like (laughs) enthralled by how terrible they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does have, uh, like, reading it feels like you're rubbernecking a little bit, right? Yeah. You're
0: you're driving past a horrible accident. It's definitely not a traditional, you know, not a traditional kind of horror protagonist. It's not like, I'm going to save the day because I know what's right. It's more like, (laughs) I'm totally fucked and I hate my life and I hate myself. But hey, there's this weird thing, let me tell you about it yeah i only wait for the sweet release of the fun hole. yeah right, basically
1: um, <laughs> i think i think that's probably where we can let, we can leave it right that's probably a good <laughs> spot
0: yeah i mean in general yeah definitely go read it um i mean obviously as stated there's a audiobook i believe it's from crossroads press um i don't know if they also did the i mean you can probably find it depends what kind of iteration of the novel if you wanted the old school version you can probably find it off of ebay but it might be a little expensive but i i'm fairly sure it's you can just get it like it's out
1: yeah it's it's out and about now um it i i don't know whether it just simply got picked up by another publisher or what have you but it could yeah. be something like that i don't know um yeah I, I didn't really look it up because I was like oh I got the ebook that's fine <laughs> I got enough enough for me anyway Yeah yeah Um but yeah like uh like I said if you uh want to read about people that you sort of hate uh that uh, really have no redeeming qualities not really other than you know being compelling to read about uh and a disgusting setting Yeah This is a book for you Totally Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sean, uh, tell me a little bit about now that we're, we're, I guess, going to wrap up a little bit before we do that, uh, do tell our listeners
0: where they can find some of your stuff. Um, well, I run a press called, uh, nictitating books, still early days. I like to say that despite the fact it's been two years, but you know, 2020 uh, was that even a year? (laughs) <laughs> like what? What even was that? Um, but yes. So, uh, currently have screaming creatures, which was my first full length collection I put out from the press. We recently in October put out Maxwell Bauman's um, House of Blood and Teeth, which is a kind of body horror haunted house novel. And in February we're going to be releasing uh, a full length collection from Paula Ash, which is excellent and. I guess in a similar type of vein to Koja, just very kind of grimy and getting into urban decay and um, transgression, but also just good uh, horror. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, and uh, that- I
0: did an ebook too called the uh, Astrum. That's a uh, 99 cents. It's like a UFO lost in the woods type of thing. Think X-Files basically. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll definitely put those. Oh, and in yeah, head. I mean, I'm on Twitter at Spooky T, um, and I, I do a podcast uh, called Celluloid Citizens, which is about uh, film and people seem to like it. I, I enjoy it. It's more of just like a fun hobby because it's like not related to writing. So I can just, you know, <laughs> like watch a movie and be like, oh, shit, and just fucking talk about it. Yeah, excellent.
1: All right. Well, uh, I do want to thank you for coming on and and talking about this amazing book because I I I, I forgot to mention one thing. Coach's uh, prose in this is like amazing, and it is really a part of the part of the entire thing.
0: It's very solid. Makes- it's got almost a noir quality to it, but it's also just kind of its own mm-hmm. beast. It's it's just very sarcastic and edgy, but also like lyrical and poignant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, there were a couple of, uh, of, of phrases and paragraphs that I just, I had to write down because those, they were really good, but, uh, but yeah, uh, don't let me belabor it any further. Uh, folks, go ahead, go look, go look it up, uh, get it wherever you can and whatever format feels best for you. And uh, Sean, thanks again. Thanks again for wanting to talk about this because this is a as as I said at the beginning, at the top of the the show,, uh, this is a book that was thirty years in uh, you're waiting thirty years for me to finish it. So uh, you gave me an, and this a, was a pre-
0: book that I started two years ago, and it mm-hmm. it hit me just as hard as if i I think I'd read it when I was in my teens. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and thanks for for giving me an excuse to to really sort
1: of power through it and get. Oh yeah, it. no problem.
0: And, I mean, if you ever want to have me on again to talk about more horror, I'm always down. Excellent. Sounds great.
1: Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll get in touch with you. All right. Well, uh, I do want to thank you again, and uh, thanks to everyone listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Podside.